the Podjectivity Network. Yeah, the, the whole relationship between owners and athletes, even the language around it, having a draft, yeah. things like that is yeah. the, the power struggles that happen in that in that arena are, you know, pretty juicy stuff. It's but. a really seemingly glitzy life to us, but it is pretty it's ruthless. It's absolutely ruthless being a professional athlete. Right. To stay alive in the game. And as far as we've come with teams and how they're run and mm-hmm. what players can do, players' rights, it's come a long way. But it's still a fucking cutthroat, ruthless business. And the NFL is one of the more ruthless. Like the NBA, notoriously player-centric. Uh, exploding salaries. Uh, I think the NBA players get more than half of the revenue in the uh, collective bargaining. This I'm bad at this stuff, but... You know, I mean, the I've been around it so much. I just kind of... MMA, for instance, gets a bad rap, and people are ah. always talking about Dana White not paying his fighters enough. And look at how much boxers are making, and compared to the pittance that you're throwing your fighters down here, you know. What do you make of that? Uh, I think the UFC is not as well established. He's a commissioner of a sport. What do you right? Right. What do you think of his uh, his ways. I, I'm no f- fan necessarily, mm. or I wouldn't defend Dana White. Uh, but I would give the, him the credit that is due in taking a f- failing organization. He, he and a, the Fertitta brothers. Bought couple, it from the Fertittas. Yeah, but uh, they... Sounds like a gang set up, like the Fertitta brothers. Uh, they they owned, they were ownership while Dana White was sort of One of them owns the Rockets now. Okay. Tillman Fertitta. Uh, they're in the restaurant world, I think. But, anyway. Please. But I would, you have to give them credit for taking this failing organization and, and bringing it into relevance. And, yeah. And it's growing. and This obscure promotion, if you will. Right, right, right. And into the mega, how do you quantify UFC the UFC? fights are, are, are as big a deal as heavyweight fights. You know, you get the same kind of Arnold Schwarzenegger sitting in the, the Rock presenting belts. and They are internationally, you know. they are an international moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most every time they happen, but it is a Some younger. Some are probably average, but it is a younger organization, right? And maybe part of why basketball players have such a sweet deal now is because players have been working at it and working away mm. at that dynamic. They have for, for a long time. decades. They have for a very long time, indeed. Yeah. How so. does how does he run the UFC? Like what? How do you get a salary? How do you you know? There aren't teams and owners. Everybody's just a franchise. He's got some pretty sa- he's had some pretty savvy ideas like you know, he's even capitalizing on the recruiting process by making it a TV show sure. where oh, people compete no for brainer. a spot. Yeah. Uh, which has been pretty wow. successful, I think. Crazy reality show. Wow. Yeah. So how do you get paid? Like do you draw a salary? Is it just a per-fight Oh, it's a pay-per-view, thing? you know, there's there's uh, I think you make your money based on how well the event sells in part. Do these, I mean, can you, I'm sure the champions, the highest level UFC fighters mm-hmm. don't need like a day job, but they don't No. If you're an up and comer, like you got a day job and you just get, I think once you're on the UFC roster, you're probably afforded, you know, enough or you make enough um, initially to be able to devote, yourself uh-huh. to training and huh. and they get you into some events and you're you're making you know just enough to get by perhaps but i don't know what how how it is when you get started i know that you know there's there's controversy mm-hmm. john jones is considered one of the greatest fighters of all time light mm-hmm. heavyweight moving up to heavyweight and he and he's you know calling dana out in the media right now saying like look i'm right. willing to fight but you gotta you gotta pay me He's had some off-field troubles. Uh, sure, sure. So it makes him an imperfect messenger for this maybe righteous right. cause. But I, I got to keep drilling down on you. Mm-hmm. Because in the NFL, 
the salaries those guys make, whether your league minimum of like half a million or something like that, or your Aaron Rodgers. Right. You get paid in 16 game checks. Like, you don't get a, you're not like on salary and not like a 52 year round getting paid. You get, as crazy as that sounds, you just get 16 game checks. And if you don't play in the game because you're injured? No, I think if you're on the roster. All right, I got you. If you're on the 53-man roster, and even if, you know, the injured, yes, I'm sure there's ways that's handled. But that's what I'm really curious about UFC. Like, do you just get paid when you fight in the UFC? Like a game check? I can't And then you have to make that last till your next fight? Would you like me to look it up? I think that'd be too hard to just Google. I'm just super curious about this. We're just talking about sports and how they're run and the players and how far they've come. And it just bounced into UFC, which is very fa- a different well, and fascinating way to. The run question a sport. is: the question is, as Dana builds this this sport, is he being greedy? Mm. In terms, yeah, that's where this started. Is he greedy? Yeah, uh, in terms of how much revenue he's generating and mm. keeping for the company and himself mm-hmm. versus what his fighters are are earning. That's how you feel. Well, I what think, do you make? What does a what does a heavy hitter make in a title fight? Like, what do you get? What do you make? You can clear a million. Oh, yeah, that seems very small. Or three, professional yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think it's circles. Yes, the primary way UFC fighters are making money is the paychecks they get from UFC when they fight. Each fighter signs a contract for a certain amount of fights, and they're paid a fixed amount of money each time they step inside the octagon. Payouts from fighting range from a starting ten thousand to as much as three million. Okay, three million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do they have sponsors? Sponsorship used to be a thing, but then the UFC signed an exclusive sponsorship a contract with Reebok, and UFC did. Yeah, Reebok. And and are they sharing that? With? When I think of Reebok, I think of white nurses' tennis shoes. Not, with Velcro at the top. Not UFC fighters. And a British flag. <laughs> and Street Jesus, Jorge Masvidal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so Rebox. the question, that's an un- another unanswered question. It used to be a way like NASCAR endorsements where you could you could clutter your, your tight pants your, or loose pants depending on your, your preference. Dana White was just on outfit. Bill Simmons and they were talking with, about this. Yeah. With Milwaukee tools and whatever else and then mm-hmm. you'd get paid for however much you could fit on your pants. They talked about, and the re- one of the reasons they kind of got away from that was some of the like kind of porny things that people oh, were sure. were getting sponsored, and wouldn't they like get tattooed on them or like a temporary tattoo? Maybe am I making that up? I don't or know. Or just about on that. the trunks. There was a lot of like handing people drinks afterwards too, and they'd have to it crack. It seems to me like fighters would get like a temporary tattoo on their back or something. Oh, maybe just in my. This is our in. I think we need temporary tattoos of solving everything on UFC, on UFC fighters. fighters. But they were some of the f- the things that fighters got paid by were very shady and porny and kind of you know oh, kind of lowbrow. But they, they don't wanted have... to get out of that. They you know we're better than this. You know? Or control this. it. Yeah, just control yeah. it. Uh, oh yeah, of course. But here's the question: We'll be doing the advertising. <laughs> yeah, and we'll be taking the cut of, of endorsement money. And uh, how much is he then? Distributing back to the fighters, or how much does that uh, end up in their paycheck, right, or their bank account? Not much, I'm guessing. Oof. And hmm. and the the athletes are taking a look around at other professional athletes and saying, hmm. And it's apparently not terribly I'm transparent. I'm putting probably more on the line than you are working just as hard. Why am I making less? At mm. least. Yeah. At least. I mean, we're not very transparent, like, I'm assuming. Uh, probably not. There, I, I'll, I'll drop one nerdy footnote here. And yeah. something I do know is that there are fight night bonuses. Ah. So there's knockout of the night. Oh submission my. of the night, wow. fight, of the, fight of the night. How barbaric is that? So you have the potential if you knock somebody out, and <laughs> and it's a great fight. You can get double bonuses for fifty thousand dollars each. It's like style points almost. In a way, it's it's incentive. These, these little bounties. These it's, little yeah. Uh, it's what it is is also incentive not to be too conservative in the way you fight and fight a boring fight. Wow. So go out and you go out Make there and kick some ass. This is gladiator, gladiator shit. Yeah, it is. It's kind of dark. Really dark, kind of. (laughs) 
as a as a very uh, big sports fan, but just on the fringes of UFC, this is that's kind of dark. Because the I get it. Other organized sports are going for the opposite. Safety, bigger helmets, penalties for head to head, cheap shots. Yeah, 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 and basketball too. Right? Can't hit above the neck. This is the total opposite. They're like. It, it, no, no, no more brutality. Yeah, please, more brutality, and you now, get money. They That's talk crazy. just as much as anybody. The UFC does about how safe a sport, and so on, and so on. And Dana White was just talking about it with Simmons too. That, oh. uh, you know, proper recovery, stopping fights in time, and stuff like that. But it's still, even with safety, and even you know, you can preach all the safety and say it's a safe sport. Very brutal. <laughs> yeah. and there, Shockingly brutal. And there have been great champions that just hurt themselves preparing for it because <laughs> the sparring and the training to do something like that takes an incredible toll as well. You got to take some ass whoopings sometimes. Well, it, you're just, you know, especially if you're as driven as I'm, I'm talking about former heavyweight champion Cain Velasquez. You push yourself as hard as he did, you know, uh, things just break down especially at that size and that weight and everything and it was really that was sad for me to to watch and witness because Kane was one of the guys early on that made me feel less conflicted about indulging in something a form of entertainment that was so brutal because he was pretty I'm going to use the word dignified okay Kane was a dignified guy he didn't talk any crazy stupid trash you know, he hmm. he was respectful of his opponent and the sport. A former wrestler, who really successful wrestler, so he had this discipline. You know, that uh, yeah, just a good sport, modest uh, immigrant kind of Mexican American background. His Mexican heritage was a big deal, and you'll like this detail. About Nav, him. please, Latinx. Thank you. Uh, he had this. Here's a, how PC is this, uh, Dan? Do you, did you know that his trademark? Speaking of, t- he didn't have a temporary tattoo across his chest. Okay, it was permanent in big graffiti-like style letters. It said "Brown Pride" Ooh. across his chest. And where uh, was he from? Uh, I want to say he was like Southwest. Really? He he settled in the Southwest. He trained out of like. Um, God, it's a legendary gym. I should know Albuquerque, New Mexico. Was it in like L.A. Gothic letters, like yes. classic? And it was Brown Pride. It's it still is. He's still presumably. alive. It's still there. Yeah. Um, did he go out? I'm sorry. Did he go out on a broken leg or something? Did he no. go out terribly? How- no, no. He just he injuries kind of slowed him down and okay. made him sort of less than he 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 diminished through injury and. Uh, you know, got to the point where I think okay. he just the toll was was too much. Event, yeah, yeah. The UFC is just a never-ending feeding frenzy to be the apex predator. But, and there's always that's the other beauty and mystique of it is in every corner of the globe, people are want to be the apex predator. And even when you're the, when you're the champion, yeah. it's coming for you. You know what? Always. He was the other thing. I guess that I. I love about, and I must say about Cain Velasquez, is he was a giant killer. And there was an interesting cultural aspect of this, too. Brock Lesnar was Mm. the champion. Football player. Football wrestler at at University of Minnesota. And just a... In the WWF as well. Kind of built like the Incredible Hulk with a flat top and a bristly... Aryan. Yeah, just pure Aryan. And he... Aryan. He had... Uh, what was the tattoo on his a chest? A large man? knife blade down the middle of his body with brass knuckles on his abdomen. Mm, so do yeah. I. I also yeah, have well, that. Right, like yours, but like your smaller. Tattoo, right? No big deal. A little smaller than yours, but it was still <laughs> really large. How weird is that? And then his wrestling club was called Death Clutch, and he's just this macho guy who would six, like five, six, six pro wrestler, two hundred and seventy. So pounds, nimble, maybe eighty pounds performer. No, a legit athlete. I mean, he was a championship level college wrestler almost had a career as a professional oh, football player. Oh, not like pro wrestler like WWF. But then after his oh. football career kind of he washed out of the NFL. Oh, totally versatile. Yeah. yeah. He he then he got in 
great payday. I mean, wrestling was Vin- for working huge, for Vince McMahon was huge for him. He had great success there, but but he still had a competitive. This is the part of him that I actually respect. Interesting, he, right? He didn't need to do it for the money. Hmm. He did not need to enter that cage for financial he just reasons likes to at beat all. People up. Well, there's that, but <laughs> you make it sound so bad. It's it's just that he wanted to do something real. Is the thing that I respect. Oh, okay. He'd been pretend fighting with people for right. a long time. Stage. And, and getting fabulous rewards for that. But underneath all that, there was still that question in his mind. Can I can I still really compete? So it's almost you the know? opposite of The Rock, who was like, how can I act more and do real things less? Oh, my She's, God. That's she just him. said Brock Lesnar. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to put it up to my microphone, people. Just he take a good look at so him. so thick. He's, that is. He's how like, do you even describe him? He's Chris? like two men. Describe Brock Lesnar. Smushed into one. His neck is as wide as like a tree trunk. And is he fucking around? His upper traps are honestly like two loaves of bread. They're so large. I don't. I can't. It's. He's so broad. He's massive. Shocking, isn't it? If you've never, I'm so glad you've never. And seen all this of guy six before. three, six four, probably two, right? Let's Stretched out numbers. over enormous. I guess six six two seventy. Like we'll he's the kind of guy he has to walk through the doorway sideways. Oh, he's so oh. huge he can't, in my mind. He he's can't only walk, six three. He can't walk through the door, shoulder to shoulder. He has to turn sideways. So, so yeah, never a more menacing guy. Good Lord, oh, I love that. And he's and so the th- cool. and you'll have to show her a picture of Kane Velasquez after this because the the beauty of Kane is don't show her yet. Because this is one of the fascinating things I think about. I think about fighting, especially heavyweights, is that in most other sports, you can look at a guy and be like, yep, he's an elite athlete. Mm -hmm. Look at his physique. It's he's like a sculpture, for God's sakes. Yeah, it's perfect. Kane was a little chubby. I'm going to use the word chubby. And that, you know, he was not a chiseled specimen by any means, but strong as a fucking ox and incredibly athletic, despite this visual sort of presentation of, oh, well, he's, uh, how does this kind of guy stand a chance against that fucking uh, dad bod. action figure yeah. over there? Dad bod. Yeah. But what happened was. And there's your LA Gothic tattoo, baby. That mm-hmm. is, that is sweet. Yeah. Kane's, Kane's, he's, he's, Brown pride. That's awesome. I don't think I've ever loved another athlete like I love Cain Velasquez. But and a a big part of it was, although I respect Brock for doing what he did, you know, taking the chance, the risk, even as bad a man as he is. You get in the fucking octagon. UFC is no fucking joke. And he took took some punishment. You're not a celebrity in there. He ended up taking some punishment, some real punishment. Which one? They both look... Menacing. The Aryan guy with the, the knife guy. on his chest. He took punishment? Yes. He ended up taking punishment. First, he doled it out and he became a champion. Oh, my God. Because there's better fighters than him out there. There's Unreal. even better guys than him. And and sometimes that, they can come. Can you imagine somebody beating that guy up? But you should give her a full body picture of Kane. Because oh, I should. You can't really tell. That was all about the tattoo, which yeah. is goddamn beautiful. That it's, is such a it's nice... magnificent. There's some okay. So there's some men. I've met some men. One in particular that I'm thinking of. Me. No. Oh. Not you. I have met you though. There's (laughs) there was one person in Colorado who I met who was a criminal, and he was tall and kind of wiry and strong, Mm -hmm. but he had this like inner energy where it was like a coiled Mm. snake. It was like. At any point, his anger and like inner rage could come out. He was pretty adept at containing it. He wasn't a bad dude necessarily, but you kind of got that sense that somewhere within him, there was like an edge of danger that he had to kind of walk. He just had an extra animal gear kind of. He had an extra animal gear. You're at a party and some shit went down like. That's the guy you want. Yeah. Yeah, keep an eye on him. And I don't think everyone has that. It's sort of an a like a toned inner primal right. No, you just have it. strength yeah, either that way or you're not. And I feel like when I look at the UFC fighters, it doesn't matter if they're big or small or super muscular. They have to have that. And if this guy 
was in the WWF or mm-hmm. whatever the other one is, maybe he didn't have that quite as much as some of these other guys that came oh, that came up in the UFC because he'd already been polished a little bit. The crazy he, coil. The crazy coil. Yeah. But he wanted to test his coil against other coils. He didn't have the desperation of needing to establish a successful career and all of that too. And this being kind of the path and the hunger that comes along with that. But Lesnar, he liked to almost, he kind of leaned into the heel like a wrestler would. Hmm. Because that sells. And even in real fighting. Yeah. And and, a great persona. And I'm not, I'm not shitting on the guy because I'm afraid of him. No, it's, (laughs) it's because he's your neighbor. Yeah. He's retired now. No, just because he's more in the lawn. Right. My now. thing is, even if it's an act, it's an obnoxious act, uh, and you know, I'm always drawn to the guys who are just themselves, mm-hmm. and and are all as as Marshawn Lynch said, all about that action, boss. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite line ever. I'm all about that action, boss, and um. And so Kane came in with his modesty against this guy, making fun of him being a Mexican. And when he wins, he's going to eat a burrito to celebrate. And he really went there? Yeah, he That's said something. That's WWF wow, stuff. that is WWF stuff. He was saying shit like But how that. awesome for the UFC, though, to have that yeah, promotion going. And Kane, oh, wow. Kane didn't really acknowledge, acknowledge it before the fight, and he just came in humbly. And can I... Can I Please. Can I replay the fight a little bit? You're taking bit? it this no, far. Right, Please. No, you ta- I... So here's my memory of it. He comes, Lesnar comes out and lowers his head like a fucking bull in a bullfight. He looks like a bull. And charges like at a sprint. Oh my God. Straight for Kane and fucking so he was just tries gonna, to tackle him. He was just going to girth him. Just yeah, he was going to, he, exp- okay. his, I don't even think his hands were that up that much protecting his head. It was more just like berserker. Bum rush. Bum rush. Berserker, yes. Yeah. Nuts. Went straight at him and plowed into Kane's abdomen did knock him over no technique Kane, though Kane just... had a, Kane well there was <laughs> okay. wrestling takedown kind of technique he, okay. he wrapped him up and he was going to tackle him and take him down but Kane was a great wrestler too he get went limp. did he get limp noodle he did not go limp noodle <laughs> he he kind of was pushing Brock down and stepping back and 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 managing it uh. as well as one could his back maybe pressed against the cage but he was still you know Holding, keeping his balance, keeping his balance, and and after he sustained that initial charge, then he started getting just a little distance and landing shots punches. and hurting him. Actual punches. Yes, yes. And there's one beauty. I mean, it's one of the most dramatic things I've ever seen happen in the hmm. cage, where he, I believe he he rocked Lesnar and punched him, or Lesnar threw a wild shot and lost his balance. And went kind of spinning backwards, Lesnar trying to spins. find his feet. Yeah, because they get that flailing, exhausted falling. too. They they and and as he's spinning and turning away from Kane, trying to escape, Kane charges his ass now uh, and runs back and just fucking lands a huge blow to and the kidneys. I, I it's been a while since I've seen the fight, but so I'm gonna have to go back to revisit the details. Wow. But okay. But he basically ends up on top of this monster, ground and pound, just pounding his head into the canvas until the ref has to and come they have in to and stop, stop it because it. it's a safe sport. Yeah, all in the first Hashtag round. UFC in the safety. first round, this was scheduled for title fights or wow. five or five round fights. Concussion awareness sponsored by UFC. I'm I'm a tangential fan, and I've gone along with Nath to the bar a couple times to watch these things. Mm-hmm. It sounds and horrible. It gets it's it's shocking. Oh my god! The adrenaline is unbelievable because it is so unpredictable, right? And it does get ragged. Like people really get hurt, uh. and people really get you know what that does to you. You you lose your faculties. You wobbling. It's so crazy to see and how tough they are oh and how gosh. they can knuckle down and come back from. The recovery is always the knockout most. punch in the face. The, uh, Whatever, yeah. anything can happen. A kick. Uh, you know what the move is? Broken bones. It happens. Yeah. You know what the the move is for people in that sport to recover? And Frankie Edgar, if Kane's number one, Frankie's number two for me. Maybe flip those and heart I, eye emoji. Oh, Frankie Edgar. Oh my God, 
Frankie, but he's a small guy. And he was always kind of the undersized underdog. Uh-huh. And he'd get fucking clipped with a hard shot. But he had a wrestling background, I think. And and a lot of people do this. You drop and you fucking grab the guy's legs. And you just hold on for dear life until <laughs> the cobwebs sort of get cleared. Uh-huh. And And you think if someone's in that position, like, well, he's fucked. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to come back. But Edgar. But he's a wrestler. But yeah, because Edgar was a wrestler more times than I can remember, he'd go, he'd go from that position where he's, you think he's finished, he's holding on for dear life, and then he gets himself back on his feet and starts firing very crisp, very disciplined combinations Whoa. and functioning like it never happened, kind of. And you're like, wah! Hmm. A you guy know? who can take a punch, like, and... A- absorb, and absorb the worst, yeah. And... Shake it off. Has anyone ever thrown up in the ring and kept fighting? I have. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I've seen, no. No. Did I ever send... I'm transitioning just for half a second. Did Please. I ever send you guys the link to the... Um, Too long. That sport, I'm going to mispronounce its name, Cal- Calcio Storico, no. about the world's most violent game. Oh, wait a minute. You... It's historical football. Is this in Italy? Medieval ancestor of a fusion between modern rugby, street fighting, and football. I saw a documentary about this. On Netflix. On Netflix. That's right. We pass a lot of things around. Uh, I kind of... I'm going to say no. I can't speak on it. It's historical and it's like celebrated. Right. But um, there are a few rules, but choking, punching, choking and punching are allowed... Uh, and it's like basically a representation of medieval brutality. Mm-hmm. I don't think the payers are played or the players. Yeah, I don't think are they paid. get any money. Yeah, I think I said played, but they don't get any money as far as I know. And I start, I'm starting to wonder if maybe the United States is going in this direction where they have these organized sports that are very concerned about safety. But now they've got UFC, which is legal. And what's to stop now from forming teams? that are essentially doing the same thing of where our focus is brutality and like medieval shit. Uh-huh. The NFL, NBA, their focus is safety and courtesy and like, uh-huh. what do you guys think? I'm sorry. What's the question? Question is, uh, do you think we're headed in that direction as a, like an organized sport oh. of, Mm. Like rugby, but extreme rugby. Oh, like UFC, well, well, but the, teams. Probably already exists, maybe. Team I, UFC. The fact like, that people can make money from UFC yeah. and not like uh, that it's accepted and it's part of the culture. You know in, what, though? I We're talking about hmm. controlling an environment. It's controlled violence. That's part of what makes it work. And it's a lot easier to jump in between and officiate Two guys right. fighting. Mm. Then if you have a field of fucking combat where... There is precedent you know, for that. There's Right. But it's boxing. Boxing rules. This and, thing you're talking about, though, what's it called? Carcinomaphone? It's... <laughs> that sounds like a, a cancer. Calciostorico. Okay. Calcinomaphone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, where does this occur? Is this a European uh, phenomenon, a Central South American phenomenon? Dating back to the 16th century and still played every summer in Florence. Really? Four teams formed by 27 players, each named after four colors and representing representing respectively the four neighborhoods of Santo Spirito, Santa Maria Novella, San Giovanni, and Santa Croce. Face each other every year in the beautiful setting of Santa Croce. I'm probably not saying that right. Square under a merciless Tuscan sun, using each part of their body. For injured, no substitutions are allowed. That's why the players you just got to lay on the field. That's why the players, even with broken bones, keep playing in the field for those endless fifty minutes. Of Is the there game. a ball? Yeah, it's like rugby. I see. But you can beat the shit out of each other. Wow, that um, that spurs a number of different questions for me. Carsa Canopoli Nomis. It's Carsa Canopoli. It's Carsa Canopoli Fanatoli. 
fellatio. <laughs> it's <laughs> calcio storico. Okay. You were asking. Bef- the world's most violent game. If that is like, uh, is that coming to America? Is that going to be a sport? And I am questioning if that's a sport at all. Uh, you think more of a f- kind of village tradition, city tradition. It's mm. just a pageant of violence that, you know. Keep saying the- words because it's all those things. And it doesn't strike me as a, yes, it's a game. It's almost playing. like a historical reenactment. Ah, there we go. LARPing. Some very violent <laughs> LARPing. Some weird violent LARPing. Uh, what is violent LARPing? Live action role play, dude. What? So like going to a going to a Renaissance festival and dressing Civil like an reenacting elf and uh, um, uh, LARP. Uh, I've Renaissance. Never, I've yeah, never new heard term. This word. New term for you. Uh, uh, Comic Con, I suppose. Do yeah, they sure, actually absolutely. fight, or they just pretend to fight? No, it's it's just pretending to be a fucking superhero, dressing up like a witch, and you know, being out in public uh, with it. Yeah, uh, 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 Civil War reenacting. Yeah, you just run around and. Maybe you restage the battle and, and okay. yeah, smoke goes in the air. But. Yeah, and there's medic tent and there's... This time the Confederates win. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, the more you can tell me, if you sent me a link, I'd, uh, I couldn't tell you if it was two weeks ago or two years ago, or but tell me more. Tell me what you know about the origin of this, like the... I'll read to you a little bit from this. Okay, please. They play in June. It's played on a rectangular... During the NBA Finals. During... Okay, it's played on a rectangular field with a length roughly twice as long as the width and covered with sand. It looked about as big as a soccer field when I was watching this. Uh, Played on a field. Sand. Divided down the middle and then goal nets at each end. Okay. Two teams of 27 players... 27 players take part. It's a lot of people in the field. 50 minutes. Short, short game. No substitutions allowed, even if there are injuries, which there are often. The ball is thrown into the center of the pitch, and the teams descend on it in an effort to gain possession and kick it over a fence at the opposing team's end of the field. Kick it over the fence. Players can use hands and feet, and tactics such as tripping and tackling are also admissible. Played on sand. Meaning things get pretty violent. Those are, there's a long list of rules aimed at keeping injuries to a minimum, updated from the original version oh. written by a Renaissance count. For example, while many fighting techniques, including martial arts, are allowed, it's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not okay for more than one player to attack a single opponent at once. Okay, so you, no. You can't. No tag teaming. No tag teaming. No ganging up. Gang up. Okay. While there have been no deaths during the game in modern times, there have been numerous cases of players hospitalized, sometimes for months. Hmm. City authorities in 2007 banned the match for a year after a brawl which saw around 50 players, that's almost all of them, taken to court. After that... <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, carried <laughs> off the field. New rules banned... Oh, after that, new rules banned convicted criminals from taking part. Wow. Oh, my God. You scour the prison yards for your ringer. Um, if you watch the Netflix documentary, it is called. Uh, hmm. Um, the guy from Dark Knight. It's about eight sports from across the globe, oh, okay. and it's called Home Game. And the first episode is about this sport. What the, the guy, he's in Friday, and but he's in the uh, Debo. He's dead. He died. The large man. Yeah. That's got, and he's in Dark Knight. He was in WWF back in the day, too, as Zeus. He, th- thank you. I knew I could count on you. He's got a cross eye. One <laughs> yes. Of is, uh, yes. Mo- yeah, so you're scouring own. the yard looking for that guy. Exactly. Looking for exactly. D-Bob. Uh, they did profiles of the players. <laughs> Dark Knight, yeah. In I'm going to do what you should have did. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. In the documentary, they profiled the players a little bit. Like, they seem relative, with their mom. relatively normal. Yeah. Well, we can't and stop the, now. Yeah, the mom's like, I don't want you to go play, honey. You so know, this, yeah. it's, it's really in, dangerous. It's in Florence, Milan. <laughs> you what? move my chair over there. <laughs> yeah, ma. And he's, you know, tattooed. These guys look like they've lived hard lives. A lot of them, they kind of have the... This is Florence, Milan. I travel Italy often, so I, yeah. I'm surprised I haven't seen this. But 
<laughs> part of what was compelling about that story and I think is compelling in any context is one of the guys that they followed was like maybe getting to be a little Florence. old for this. Florence. You know you Florence. Remember yes. like he'd, mm-hmm. he'd sustained a number of injuries and it was kind yeah. of a part of his mom's question was how much longer are you going to do this man? How old guy are we talking here? Maybe 40 approaching that or <sighs> That's plenty old. Yeah, right. Like I, I So is say, it there can't be a season. It's just a once a year thing. It's once a year, but it sounded fairly the big import- throwdown. Really important to the people who they okay. profiled. Right, and this is just a that's classic drama, right? If you've devoted so much energy and your identity is so wrapped up in this thing, and your community's identity, right? You take so much pride in being able to do this thing, not being able to do it anymore is an identity crisis. It's like a mini Olympics. Yeah, it's. And but it's only this city. It's only Florence. You're local. You, there aren't teams from all over the world or nothing. It's no. the, it's this city. Mm-mm. Right. That is just uh, well. How can something like that still exist? Can you imagine Hard in Madison believe. if it was like East Siders, West Siders, North, and then Fitchburg? I would fucking kick. <laughs> the and then West like they have a playoff, so it's like so hard. Two games oh and then the winners God. play for like the championship. Whoever's like still alive. I would or... bend middle to I'm asking over a lot of questions. It must knee, be two but... and two and then the winner. Okay. You would think. Right. It's just, I don't really see that catching on. In the United States? That's something States? that's in that city's medieval no. and, DNA. And, and, and also it's totally unique to them. And But people are like Fight Club and stuff like that. People do stuff like that. But it already not, happens. It's not linked to tradition. But it's not a league. It's not sponsored. It's not controlled Correct. and governed by. No, and I don't you know. think they get paid. That's the important part. Well, and this For, thing too, like, does nobody gets paid? And it's not like on T. Is it on TV? I don't think so. Well, you know, well, one of the things that that Dana White <laughs> deserves a lot of credit for, I suppose, and the Fertitta brothers was was they had a years long struggle to get their sport into venues like Madison Square Garden. Mm. In the state of New York, well, because it's so brutal. it was so barbaric, right? Right. the 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 governing bodies in these places said, "Not, not in our backyard. We don't condone this." But then some of their native sons, like you know, Frankie Edgar, is a New Jersey, New York, York kind of guy, and he's a he he's you know just the kind of guy that you watch compete, and the way he goes about it, y- you you have to admire that. Like, why should we? deprive a guy like this of making a livelihood if this is what he wants to this do. This is his skill set. This is skill set and he's a former wrestler and there's a you know only so many opportunities for wrestlers beyond a certain point if you're not in the Olympics mm-hmm. or whatever. So mm-hmm. all these displaced yeah, special specialists. But mm. just a tough had guy to have a place who, to go. who who represents you can't help but root for him is what i'm saying after you after you follow him not just the way that he competes but the way that he carries himself through interviews and everything you're just like okay uh, you know eventually that's the kind of thing he's one of our own and i like what he's reflecting about my place that i'm there, trying to protect there is this question of if you have a group of people that want to beat the shit out of each other, mm-hmm. but train, are disciplined, learn their different modalities, sure, and have a sense of dignity and respect for each other. And if you think about that stereotypical mm-hmm. New York East Coast attitude, one of the things they take pride in, the toughness, right? Like mm-hmm. when 9-11 happened, there was resilience, like, you know... We're, we're going to fucking pull the, you know, we're going, you can't break us. You cannot break us. And that's Frankie Edgar in a phrase. Hmm. My question is almost always there's some governing organization that's going to say yes or no. We know what's best. This is a great idea, but we think you can't quite. That's like a, a parental that's voice. That's like a there, governmental yeah. parental voice hmm. saying. And this doesn't have that. What does the the Italian thing? Yeah, it sounds like they tried to stop it. I think it's one of those grand the term like grandfathered in. I, I just it's I, like you can't stop the thing that we've been doing for six thousand years. Yeah, 
we but, did, did, this is what we did. Well, we've been did we do this? And we've talked before. Just because I, we do this, I know we have talked before about how, not super seriously, but like sports are basically so we don't go around and invade each other. Like it, they're war games. Let's, it lets out that coil, and they're also war games. A strategy, it, you it, know. Yeah. Right. It. It. So. So green dancing the ball downfield. So Wisconsin doesn't have to go attack Minnesota anymore. We can just now we just watch the game. Release our aggressions. Hmm. We we channel that. But what do you think about? Do you want the, to attack Minnesota? By the way, <laughs> let's talk about this after the show. What do you think about the idea of I a, attack I love Illinois? But I love Minnesota. <laughs> a governing organization for that. For, I'm for you, Illinois. For us, for the United States, a governing organization that says whether you can play a sport or not. Is that too much control and influence and power? Mm. <sighs> that a, a UFC group can't just say, we're doing this whether you like it or not. Mm. There has to be some commissioner of something well, that says this is good for society or this mm. is bad for society. And we get to decide, not you. And you're asking if there should be that? I'm asking what you think about it, because there almost always is in this country. A body that governs over whatever. It's called the government. Or in sports, it's called... Well, like boxing has a commission that monitors the doping and the... Right. Whether people are clean and there's commission, the Nevada commission that I uh, hear about that in the fight game. Sanction. I'm yeah. thinking about the event. your plea for us to understand personal freedom. Right. Is the ultimate. Right. And no one has the authority or the right, right. to say you, you shouldn't say that. You shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be an activist if you don't want to. You don't have to do X, Y, or Z if you don't want to. You can say whatever you want. Right. So if you have a group of people willing amongst themselves to beat each other to the death, let's say, if they want to, do we have a right as a culture and a society to tell them they can't? I added to the death for drama. It was so dramatic. (laughs) Could you... Maybe some in cold blood, maybe. Uh, no. That no. was a long question. No. No. No if one. These people want to do this. Yes. They should do it. They should. I. I'm not going to. But this is something that is. Com- completely alien. To us. You know what? Uh, if I made him, that's been that's been going on since before we were a nation. Uh huh. We were the frontier when this started. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I don't want to control it or stop it or there shouldn't be. If and these people the, want to do it, it's crazy and creepy. But if these people are into it, and if it were in this, of course, con- I'm going to say have at it. If it were in Deerfield, ah. you'd, you'd still be cool with it. And if your sons wanted to participate. It is unthinkable. But yeah, because that's how I roll. Like if, if I moved to Deerfield and they had this annual thing, <laughs> I would just want to know, I don't have to, right? I don't have to be in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Because <laughs> like we have a tractor pull <laughs> and like sometimes I go to it. That should be compulsory. Sometimes Everyone should have to participate <laughs> in the tractor pull. You know, and it's cool. And nobody minds if I go or don't go. You know what? This no, I think it's I. I'm just endlessly fascinated. What did you want to say? I had to get that out. That it reminds me a little bit of the Larry Flint porn debate, hmm. and that is there was a lot of attempt to censor, you know, pornography, smut, and, and in the same way that people Purient. view violence with. You know, sort of, this needs to be controlled. Mm. We need to keep a lid on this. Uh, and and Larry Flint and Dana White both sort of making the same argument that, hey, I didn't design human nature. I didn't write it into our genetic code that we want to fight and that we want to fuck. But this is what we do. And I'm being real about it. And I'm not, you know, trying to pretend I'm more 
civilized and refined than I am, really. And, you know, that sort of honesty, like Dan said, even if it's creepy or it's disturbing on some level, there's a, a logic that's been presented there that you have to reckon with. There is an impulse towards violence. There is a impulse towards lusty, sexual, you know, uh, stuff. And, and just because you cater to that, it doesn't make you bad. You know what I mean? Is, is it bad if it's natural? Was sort of their, was their, is their argument. Whether that's right or not, you got to reckon with it. They didn't invent our impulse to want to punch each other in the face and then fuck each other. <laughs> this, I sent you guys a link. So I sucked his dick and then I kicked his ass. <laughs> I sent you guys a link to... Um, Eating pussy. <laughs> kicking ass. Oh, eating that. pussy and kicking ass. That's Wheeler Walker Jr. And he threw me. A we'll fucking, play it for you. He threw me a lab, and I caught it. Okay, now we're grandstanding. Now we're now we're show voting for the listeners. Okay. <laughs> Well, without knowing exactly how much was edited, we fell apart somewhere around that desire to suck dicks and kick ass. That human nature. In in regards to the UFC, in regard to pornography, in regard to this crazy uh, sport. That now I just I refuse to learn the name of it. Now you asked Dan if he would allow fights to the death in Deerfield uh just this sport but yeah. yes you would and I was like yeah I mean as long as you don't have to fight to the death you're cool as long as I don't have to I mean if you if and that's what the community what is into then and it's been and it's this and that's what makes this one so interesting is that is that it's from medieval times oh yeah yeah so it's <clears throat> For whatever reason, this kicked up and started and c- continues to this day. I'm, at, you know, I'm absolutely going to say, who am I to tell these people not to get it on? Hmm. You know, Chris, I would maybe posit this argument that modern sports are in many ways a watered down version of these original sort of competitions. Like, from what I understand, I'm not an authority on this, but I think Native American lacrosse. Mm. was oh. they beat the fuck out of each other. Look at this guy. Yeah. When they played lacrosse. And regardless of the culture, like exercising that mm. violent impulse through sport, you know, is is cathartic I in a way that... I think it must have been a way for It's them. just an expression. It's, it's, it's us expressing our... our nature as far as i understand it i know that's a mysterious thing but these customs didn't form in a fucking vacuum right they and it's not a coincidence that every culture you look across Mm. the you know japanese developed karate and there's all of these different kinds of fighting competitions and that's Mm. part of what makes the ufc so fascinating is you get well, this style against that style and this cultural tradition against that one and which one is the best? Or mm. This guy's a hybrid of this, that, Yeah, that's the what other. the UFC did. It brought them all under one, what under do one they, ring. And the, you can use any of them anytime against anybody, whatever. What's the cutoff in UFC <clears throat> for when they call, when the ref steps in? Either you lose consciousness. Uh-huh. That's a good indicator. What about a broken done. bone? Broken bone, injury. Can of, I try one? Debilitating injury of any kind, like you could... An eye poke. It, when things like that happen or some guy gets kicked in the nuts. That fucker John Jones did that all the and time. And he's debilitated. You know, there's a break. There's a take as much time as you need. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll wait. No, wait a minute. That cut that you sustained, for instance, looks a little too nasty. I think we're going to call it. Oh. There's that too. I didn't know there was that much civility to when it. When you stop yeah. defending yourself. When, when you've you been... Okay. When you've been... Dis... Uh, 
when you've been dazed. When it's not where a fair you fight. Stop defending, right. You they, know what also. They bust in there now. And the, but the big dramatic moments that get the, the fight bonuses. Knockout. Uh-huh. Submission, which is Ooh. choking somebody usually out or getting their limb in a position where you're bending it and hyperextending it to the point that they can't take it anymore. They have to uh, say uncle. They have to tap out. Yeah, uncle. but but oftentimes the ref's job is to go in and like raise a guy's arm and see if it just drops to see if he's still conscious. And if Pretty he's rough. not responsive, then he, then he calls the fight off. But he's watching it because the reason they wait until that kind of last minute is people have escaped what looked like inescapable chokeholds before. Sure. And you've got to give them a sporting chance. And if they're not tapping and if they're not acknowledging, I'm fucked, which happens often enough. Fighters know, but some are so willful and just like unwilling to quit that they just, they lose consciousness. And, right. And it's, that's part of the skill of a UFC referee is recognizing the moment that happens and, and stepping in and get, letting some oxygen flow back into that man's brain. Mm -hmm. So there is some regulation around it. Mm -hmm. No, they don't want anyone to die. And Very much going, so. Very and they're much going so. if if there are injuries that need to be tended to, they are whisked away from the court or from the cage directly to a hospital, treated with the best in modern care. You know, recently something that happened is uh, probably one of the gnarliest injuries that you'll see sustained in the UFC is what's called a compound fracture. Mm. Well, maybe compound is when it breaks the skin. Maybe never mind. But but it's Leg kicks are a part of the game in the UFC. So you got you have guys fucking whipping their leg into the other guy's legs at quite a velocity. And you think, Jesus, even if you're trying to hurt the other guy, that's got to hurt you too. Just the, the impact. And, and sometimes shin, if you check the kick, you're raising your leg and shin is hitting shin bone. Mm. And sometimes on that impact... You'll see someone's leg bend in a way that it ain't supposed to. Yeah. And the shin. And you know that there's been a complete break. And in everyone their... throws up their chicken wings <laughs> at that point. Oh, yeah. absolutely. It's just horrifying. And, and it doesn't happen often. But, I mean, that happened in a basketball game, though. Right. I, know, I can't even watch football injuries, and they're like, let's watch the replay. <laughs> right. In slow-mo, why? Slow why yeah. do they do this, knee. Dan? Look at that yeah. knee. Why? Oh. <coughs> what does that satisfy? And I I never go back and watch. Like, if I happen to see it, that's unfortunate enough, and I never go back to watch a, oh. a bad injury. It's just too... But it's, what is the fascination? Yeah. What's the fascination? Why do they do it? There has to be a payoff that we're not acknowledging here. Seeing grotesque things. Yeah. But what is it about that spectacle? I wonder that be, that is uh. so obviously horrifying that it's like novel. Yeah. Just seeing things that can't like, be. Whoa, you don't see a leg bend like that very often. Can't right. be, it can't be undone. Guy's foot on the wrong way. Either. That kind of stuff. Like the and, UFC and, leg. Yeah. And how just, does the guy, I think it's a little bit like this, maybe connected to the fascination of watching a Frankie Edgar take a devastating shot to the head, crumple, but then gather himself and come back. Like. The, the guy that this happened to most recently, part of what I think makes the storyline fascinating is he's not retiring after this happened. Mm. He's wanting to rehab it and kick somebody again with that leg with pins wow. in it. Well, don't you wow. feel like it's resiliency that is why people watch that stuff? It's For like sure. the human I mean, body can take that. It's human like, I get a paper cut and I'm like, eh. It's human spirit. I'm a wuss, dude. I'm a fairly good-sized <laughs> no, guy, but, but I'm mean, a wuss. Your limbs can break. Your joints can bend backwards, and people still go on. The it's fight's mind not over matter. It's mind over matter in the, most extreme, in the most extreme test, yes. in a way. You know, like, I can endure a nightmare, and mm -hmm. it will not it will not sway me from my purpose, which is to be a UFC champion. Or what you know, whatever your goal is, the fact that you see 
holy shit, this guy's willing to... For me, my love for Cain Velasquez at the time, Brock Lesnar, is so scary. You saw mm-hmm. the picture? In, in one This level, is a real bromance here. This yeah, is real. But I mean, it is. Because <laughs> on one level, you look in awe at anyone who is willing to stand opposite the octagon against that and be like yeah i think i can uh i think i can take him i mean the the courage it's an it's a it's a super compelling expression of courage on many levels the courage to endure pain and continue to compete and 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 pursue your goal even as you're being hurt and you're having to carry tremendous pain the, the in cur- an arena full of people, the courage to sustain a with super millions of pay per view viewers. Yeah, people watching you, that that risk to put it on the line like that. You're yeah. putting so much in the line. It's it's such it's, a uh, it's such a. There's no risk like it that I can think of. Almost, I mean, I think that used to be the the fascination with heavyweight title bouts. Like, yeah, uh, uh, Billy Joel has a lyric in Second Wind when he talks about when he wanted to kill himself in a pop song, which is dark pretty dark but a catchy tune don't forget your second wind sooner or later you'll feel that momentum kicking he says but like a boxer in a title fight you got to walk in that ring all alone it's the loneliest place in the world it is I mean, but you've got the friendly trainer in your corner that cuts your your eye when it swells. All right, you're not completely alone, but you know what I mean. Like the trainer can't take the punches for you. All right, I'm all I can see is Mark Wahlberg in that movie. You're starting to fantasize about Mark Wahlberg now. It's a it's a story of heart. The fighter. Mm-hmm. And tragedy is addict brother. Christian Bale. It's the saddest performance I've seen second to Mickey Rourke's The Wrestler, maybe. Mm. Oh, I didn't see that one. Okay, well, I, anyway. I sidetracked you. So we keep spinning out, though, what? in this direction of <laughs> that there is this thing that we can't understand or extinguish or exercise that makes them want to get out the picnic baskets on one Sunday afternoon in June and do this insane violent you're gonna get hurt there's no way around it you're gonna get your ass kicked and you're gonna get hurt and then you'll do it again next year and it and just like fighting there's this un oh football unquenchable and and on a very sanitized version no i mean cte's no fucking joke okay the fact that a guy like junior seau and a number of the baddest of the bad men in the nba and the nfl have Committed suicide, but shot themselves in the chest so that their brain can be studied by science. Yeah, there's a few too many of those. They've done that intentionally? Yes. Suicidal a, football players? Yes. Why were they suicidal? Brain damage from CTE. concussions. The concussions caused brain damage depression, that caused depression? Extreme, ex- yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that. Well, that's a big controversy. It was. I mean, I knew concussions were a big controversy. I didn't okay. hear about the depression part. Mm. Yeah, depression and hmm. just erratic behavior and like all sorts of you know the the effects of brain damage yeah uh, and and sustaining that kind of trauma repeatedly and uh chronic traumatic encephalopathy hmm. cte <coughs> but we'll, going on dan's and there's too many stories unless they're there's a danger unless they're a danger to society but you still play fantasy football and celebrate it you animal absolutely <laughs> yes I am guilty as charged. My name is Dan, and I have a problem. (laughs) I love the sports. Spot me while I play out supply enthusiasm aimed at your indifference Scan the floor for one tap and do a bobbin here Any signal coming back on the same band for Rick and Frequency Wavelength How's reception connection? Don't flip the dial, let's see performance It's commercial free, it's commercial free Only thing for sale up here is me and my CD You're free to catch up on all times at the top of your lungs 
Gotta make it back and turn it up, but I can't turn you down. Gotta make what I need to do the motor point and click. Point click, flip around for a little more appreciation from the crop participation. Would it be too much entirely to expect a little respect? Would it be too much entirely? What if what the say is true? Less is more. More is what I'm telling you.